And now, another timely and powerful message from Pastor Emmanuel Williams and Imitators of God Ministries, Colossal Vivacious Church in Tallahassee. If you would turn the Bibles quickly to Acts chapter 8, verse 25, I won't keep you long today. Amen. We spend some time raising up our praise to the Lord. And now it's time to get into the Word. Hallelujah. Thank God for praise and worship. Uh-huh. Thank God for? Praise yeah, thank God for the ability to speak. Amen. There is a sword. There is a sword in your mouth. There is a sword in my mouth. We got to use it to occupy. Amen. That's what the Bible says. Praise the Lord. So that's why we raise a praise unto the Lord in the presence of our enemy. Glory be to God. Verse 25 is where I want to start today. We dealt with verse 1 to verse 24. And the last time we spoke on the need for transformation. You remember that? Simon got saved, but he got saved on the park. Mm? And that's what we want to avoid. When you got and I get saved, that's just the beginning point. There is a lot to do. When we enter into the kingdom of heaven, our overarching goal is to become like? Amen. And you don't just stop. Praise the Lord. We have to continue. Amen. We have to go through an evolution. Can you say evolution? Yeah, that's what we need to do so we can become better people to effectively represent Jesus. So after the episode with Simon, you remembered? And when I say episode, I mean Simon saw the power of God moving. Mm -hmm. And he thought the best way to function, the best way to get God to flow through you, he thought was to offer money. Mm -hmm. He said, let me pay my way through. Let me pay my way to experiencing the power of God. But that's not the way God flows through people. It's going to take time uh -huh, with the Lord. It's going to take time <laughs> with the Lord. Let me say it again. It's going to take time with the Lord. It doesn't happen overnight. Praise the Lord. Some of you disagree with me, but that's okay. <laughs> Amen. I've been at this for 35, 40 years. Uh-huh. 35 to 40 years. Mm. But God is good. Since I would not choose any other life. Amen. But to, it, it's, but to, to have that privilege to call on the name of the Lord. An immediate help. What a blessing. Immediate help. You speak a word, it happens. Mm-hmm. What a blessing. Amen. Simon saw Peter and John had power with God. Lord, I give you praise. And he said, that is something good. I need that. And I'm going to take a shortcut to get that. I'm going to put out some money. But it doesn't work that way. Amen. So Peter rebuked him and he asked for forgiveness. And that's where we are today. Amen. Acts 8.25 And they, the word they here is referring to Peter and John. And Peter and John, when they had testified and preached the word of the Lord, returned to Jerusalem and preached the gospel in many villages of the Samaritans. So since, just to bring us up to speed again, Philip went to Samaria, he preached, there was a revival, and he called for the apostles to come down to Samaria. And when the apostles came, Peter and John came, they laid hands on the Samaritans and they received the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. They what? Laid hands and they what? Received the Holy Spirit. Uh -huh. And when they did, that's, that's what attracted Simon, to speak foolishly. And so we said, it's a dangerous thing 
to get saved and stuck. Hmm? Let me say that again. When you do, then you don't speak wisely. When we do, we don't speak wisely. When we do, we don't have that heavenly language. Uh huh. When we do, we don't speak. You see, when we, when we do, we don't have that heavenly language. When we do, we speak like babies. Say that again. When we do, we speak like what? How many of you stand next to a Christian and they start speaking and all of a sudden you, get, you just get afraid for them? You, you, you just, something is wrong. Just, you, start spreading, you start spreading tongues for them. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about, amen? It's not, that we are, it's not that you are better than that person, but you've grown. And you know, you know that power is in the tongue. So you don't, you don't just say anything anywhere, anyhow. You don't behave recklessly and carelessly. You carry yourself as a mature saint. Mm -hmm. And this is what I found out about mature people. They talk very, very little. Mature people don't talk a lot. You don't hear them just talking all up. No. Because they're very methodical as to how they execute. They know they have power with God. <laughs> and what they say matters. Uh-huh. Oh, glory be to Jesus. God, we give you praise. I'm, I'm trying to get somewhere. Hallelujah. And so Peter and John, mm -hmm, after the episode with Simon, they decide to go back to Jerusalem. But this is what the Bible says they did before they went back. Verse 25 told us, tells us they testified. What did they do? They testified and preached the word of the Lord before they returned to Jerusalem. If you give me 35 minutes, I'll elaborate on what testified means and preached. Amen. The word testify usually means giving evidence. But here it means it, it conveys the idea of thoroughly. Mm -hmm. Thoroughly, uh, the meaning of the word, the, this is what I want you to, uh, to take today, and that is the meaning of a word is derived from the context in which it's used. For proper Bible study, the meaning of a word is derived from the context in which it is used. How many of you have heard that context is king? Yeah, context is king. So that word testify here is not referring to giving evidence. This is what the word testify means. It means to thoroughly bear witness. It means to exhort earnestly with authority in matters of extraordinary importance. So they were saying something that you and I need to be very careful of. Amen? Are you getting what I'm saying, saints? To testify, as I said, means uh, uh, to... To give evidence. They were not giving evidence here. What they were doing, they were releasing a charge. Mm -hmm. With authority. Amen. In matters of extraordinary importance. The verb conveys the idea of giving. Listen, the verb testifier conveys the idea of giving a forceful order or directive. They were adamant about something. Mm -hmm. Now what is difficult to discern the exact content of the apostles' message after the episode of Simon the Sorcerer, I believe that the apostles may have emphasized the importance of repentance and genuine faith in Christ and the need to pursue transformation by the renewing of the mind. I think that was the charge they gave after they saw what happened to Simon. You remembered, after Simon spoke foolishly, 
And Peter rebuked him. I think the, the apostles stood back and said, you know, let's get that straight. Let's give them a charge. Let's tell them there is a need for genuine faith in Jesus Christ. Let's tell them that there is a need to pursue transformation. Now, the Bible didn't say that since. Amen? I'm just saying possibly that's what they did because they were testified. We said they were testified, conveys the idea of giving a forceful order or directive. Why would they do that? Maybe it's because of what Simon did and they don't want anybody else to do what Simon did. So, they were, so what they were doing? Laying an order and giving a directive. <laughs> Sometimes you have to do that, amen? To avoid repetition of such things. So the Bible says they preached the word of the Lord Jesus. After they testified. Mm -hmm. They preached the word of the whom? Jesus. Now notice what they did the Bible. Notice what happened. They preached the word of the Lord Jesus. They did not espouse anything new from what Philip had preached. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes because you think you think, well, you have some spiritual superiority, you have to come with something different. No. The gospel is simple. It's the same thing we all preach. Philip preached Jesus and the kingdom of God. They preached Jesus and the kingdom of God. Because that's where the power is. Amen. That's where the power is. The Bible says in Romans chapter 1 verse 17, it, Paul says, I'm not afraid of the, I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ for it is the power of God unto salvation. What's power? The gospel of Jesus Christ. The gospel of Jesus Christ is the word of God. Yeah. Sorry. Did I say Romans 1 17? Is it Romans 10, 17? No. Roman? Romans 1, 16. Sorry. One verse up. I'm so sorry. Romans 1, 16. I am not ashamed of the what? The and the gospel of Christ is the word of God. Gospel means good news of Christ. Why? For it is the? No gospel, no power. I get what I'm saying. No gospel, what? No power, no salvation. Can I put it another way? No word, no power. No word, no. You know, there are folks trying to get around, uh, trying to get around that and get power with God. They're trying to get around, trying to skirt around the word of God. There is nothing like that, brothers and sisters. No word, no. And let me, let me make a suggestion. If you've not, if you've not immersed yourself in the word for the last nine months, we have four, how many more months we have left before the world, before the year end? Four, three and a half. So if you've not immersed yourself for the last eight and a half months, you can start now. As of today, you can say, when I live here, I'm going to immerse myself in the word of God. And immerse means you begin to read and the verses God brings to your attention. That's, sometimes you read the word of God and certain verses just resonate with you. You feel like your heart is about to come from your chest cavity. That's what you pull out and you memorize. Because God is saying something to you. God is advanced. Your, our peanut mind can't understand as yet. Did I, I say our, right? But you can feel it. And so you notate it and you memorize it. You write it on your heart. That's what Proverbs chapter 7 verse 1 says. You got to write it on the tablet of your heart. Amen. You got to sow the seed. After all, Genesis 8.22 says, Until the earth remains. Is the earth, is the earth still remaining? 
until the earth remain, which means until the earth last, before it's renovated. Revelation 22. Mm -hmm. Until the earth remain, there's going to be a seed. There's going to be what? Seed planting of seeds. Mark, Mark chapter 4 tells us that the sower sows. Amen. And he's sowing seeds. So you're sowing seeds into your heart. Uh-huh. There's going to be seed. Then there's going to be what? There's going to be before harvest. There's what? Yeah, yeah. Time. There is, and it's seed more like How many of you feel like that? Just time. That, that's how I feel, amen. It's like there is more time. What's going on, Lord? And then finally, the Bible says there's going to be what? God took this principle. God I got delivered from haste when God brought this principle to my, my attention. I was very impatient. Want everything to be done hastily. Just immediately. Just like that. And years ago, God brought this to my attention. He said, son, there is a process. He said, I look over my wood to perform it. I'm not going to skip my wood because of you. No. So he said, what you need to do is humble yourself under the mighty hand of God. Amen. And so what I did, I humbled myself. Under whom? The mighty hand of God. Because he's Lord. Amen. And his promises are good. Second Corinthians 1.20. In him all the promises are yes and so it's going to come to pass. God, you just need, you and I just need to recognize there is a process. Simon didn't recognize that. Psalms 105 verse 19 says, it says, you don't have to turn there, it says, until the time that his word came, the word of the Lord tried him. He's talking about Joseph. Until the time that his word came, Joseph got a prophecy in dream. You remembered that he was going to rule. And the Bible says, until the time his word came, that prophecy came to pass, the word of the Lord, what? Yeah, yeah. Nobody circumvents that process. Nobody. Are you hearing me? And you know, where we break down. That's where we break down. In the trying. Psalms, can you go to it? Just, just let me. If, if you have memorized this verse, do it. Psalms 109, verse 109, verse 19. That, that verse will deliver you. 109, verse, is it? 109, not one. 109. Hold on. Is it 25? Or Psalms 109. It says, until the time 119. Yes, 105, 19. Until the time that his word came. It's right here. 105 verse 19. The word of the Lord did what? You, you, what God told me to do this. Put your name in. He said until the time that Emmanuel's word came. The word of the Lord tried Emmanuel. I mean God told me get the him out of there and put yourself in there. Because that's what's going to happen to you. With all your hastiness. One didn't think so happen just like that. On my knees praying, asking God, what? It's been so long. <laughs> you know, we all go through that. Praise the Lord. Amen. Yes, sometimes you sit back and you think, well, I should have done this. I should be over there by then and so on and so forth. 
And the Lord said, no, I got timing. God told me I went ahead of you and I'm preparing stuff. So when you do arrive, it's all right. But you and I cannot see that. We just start throwing tantrums like babies. We call Jack and Jim and And then mess it up stuff. I did that. I'm talking from, I'm telling you, I'm talking from experience. Mm-hmm. Praise the Lord. So instead of doing that, that's what people like Simon do. Because they get saved and park. Since, you know, we, it is too late now to be like Simon. I mean, God is looking for people who are mature, who will, who will say, Okay, Father, you are Lord, and you are the only one, and I'm going to embrace your program and move, and, and move forward. That, yeah, just, I just want to embrace your program. I've failed enough. I've put myself behind enough. Amen? Anyhow. Oh, glory be to Jesus. So the Bible says that, verse 25, that they testified and they preached the word of the Lord. Now, when the churches in Samaria were settled and had ministers appointed them, the apostles decided to go back to Jerusalem. That phrase, return to Jerusalem here, I will come back to that phrase because I want to show you something that I've never seen that the Lord showed me. Amen. But notice what the apostles did when they went back to Jerusalem. The Bible says they preached the gospel where? In many villages of the home. Wow. Wow. Isn't that a blessing? Isn't that interesting? Because here's why. Because before the gospel explosion in Acts chapter 8, these two devout Jews, Peter and John, would likely have walked over the east of Jordan to avoid walking through Samaria. They did not like Samaritans. Well, <laughs> but after they were transformed, after the power of God was manifested. You see, some people don't change when they see in the presence of God. Some people do. <laughs> oh glory be to Jesus when they saw the revival in Samaria they said wow God is really God, God, God did not die for us only he died for the Samaritans he, are you with me saints and that changed their lives you know that doesn't happen to some of us it doesn't matter what we see we've made up in our mind that we're going to heaven just the way I am <laughs> you, are you have, let me tell you, you haven't met people like that. When you, when you meet people like that, if you're not careful, they'll give you a hernia. <laughs> They're just made up their mind. I'm not changing. I love the Lord, but I'm not changing. Uh, have you met people like that? Yeah. You just bless them and move on. <laughs> if Peter changed in the presence of God, that's Peter and John. They decided finally to go with God's program. Because they realized God, what, what God is doing is bigger than me. And my agenda. And myself. So I better agree with God. <laughs> oh, glory be to Jesus. Amen. Now, you do, not, you, do know, you do know, but you do know that there has always been contention between the Samaritans and the Jews. The Samaritans were mixed Jews, the product of Gentiles and Samaritans. And so the of the Orthodox Jews always thought, thought that the Samaritans were beneath them. Uh -huh, an inferior race. So they thought, but not God. Amen? So now instead of, instead, of, instead of avoiding the Samaritans, they purposefully preached in every village 
on the way back to Jerusalem. What a change. Amen? Glory. They no, I suppose they no longer had race issues. I'm getting somewhere. Mm -hmm. Because there, there was always racial, racial tension between the Jews and the Samaritans. Between the Jews and Gentiles. The Jews thought that Gentiles were created by God to fuel hellfire. Yes. Y yes. They didn't realize that God doesn't have a problem with people. It's you and I. We are the ones who have problems with Yes, because God is a people person. God, there is one race and that's the human race. Mm -hmm. There is one race and that's the? Yes, God knows that. Many of us, we haven't found that out as yet. Praise the Lord. Amen. Well, glory be to Jesus. <laughs> and the reason, again, let me reiterate, the reason why Peter and John was able to do that is because they were now at least embracing transformation. Transformation is something powerful. Transformation makes you uh, colorblind. <laughs> when you get transformed, you're dead. God can use you anywhere. Yeah, anywhere. Amongst any race. Because it's the power of God. Amen. But you have to be transformed enough to be colorblind. You'll see like God, feel like God, talk like God, move like God. Amen. Since I, I want to take my time this morning because I want us to, I want us to change. I'm talking to a lot of Christians and they have not done a lot from January to now. And this seems to be discouraged and disenchanted and broken down. Are you with me? They're not, well, you know, I expect so much. And let me, let me share this with you. You know God is waiting on you and I. Uh, God is waiting on whom? Yeah, yeah. Where, where is he? He's seated next to God. I'm talking about Jesus. Jesus, God is waiting on you and I. Where is he? He's seated next to God, which means that his work is done. So he's waiting on you and I to step up with all the power that's in us. Well, <laughs> to do something with the power. Amen. Oh God, we give you praise. Amen. So, as I said, when you are transformed by the renewing of the mind, you go out of your way to minister to others you wouldn't do before. Now, let's go back to this phrase. This phrase, return to Jerusalem. Amen. I said I skipped it. I would come back to it. Peter and John. Now, now, hear this carefully, brothers and sisters. Peter and John had a successful, fruitful ministry in Samaria. Uh-huh. Yet they returned to Jerusalem instead of continuing to reach out beyond that city. You think about it. God told you, Jesus told you in Acts 1.8, You shall be witnesses unto me in Jerusalem first. That's where you start. You, you got to see this. You got to see it. You got it, verse 8. And you shall be witnesses unto me both in Jerusalem and in all of Judea and in? Uh, and unto the? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what, that's what Jesus, the Lord said. The opportunity opened up for them now. Uh-huh. For them to minister in Samaria and to the uttermost parts of the world. But guess what they did? They went back to Jerusalem. They went back to Jerusalem. You know what they were doing on their way back to Jerusalem? They were thinking, man, Jesus really opened up the door for the Gentiles. Yes, he did. 
Oh, glory be to God. Yes, he did. I'm trying to show you something, brothers and sisters. I'm skirting around it, but I'll get to it. <laughs> oh, glory. They decided an opportunity opened up for them. Uh-huh. For them to preach in Jerusalem. I mean, they, they laid hands and they saw the power of God. Released. Exploded in... Nothing is happening in Jerusalem. But when you are, when you are, <laughs> it's not easy to change this right here. You have to agree with God totally. Else you're going back to your old ways. It doesn't matter how much God you see. It doesn't matter how much power flows from you. This right here has to be renewed totally. And I was so disappointed. I said, Peter, an opportunity opened up for you to go into the uttermost parts of the world. And you're going back. You have a command from your, from your Lord. My goodness. And I found out I do the same thing. <laughs> I do the same thing. And you know what, you know what else I found out? Uh, um, um, Eric, we do the same thing. <laughs> we like the familiar. We just love it. Amen. <laughs> this is the season for us to step out. Amen. This is, this is the season for us to step out. The opportunity opened up for the man to have a worldwide ministry. You overlooked it. Hmm? Because I believe in part they could not embrace the obvious reality that Jesus died for all humans. Yeah. You, you and I better identify what's keeping us back. Yeah. Just identify because I'll tell you what. God is not going to change what he has us to do. But we are not going to hold up God's program. <laughs> oh, oh no, he won't take it from you. No, no. But he's not going to hold up his program because you and I cannot get ourselves together. Because there are people out there who need salvation. Peter, there is a man who's, who's from, uh, from Ethiopia coming from Jerusalem and God has a plan to change Ethiopia. Get yourself together so God can use you. Going back to Jerusalem for what? Ah. My God, I give you praise. My God, I give you praise. Since are you getting what I'm saying? You got a command from the Lord. Mm-hmm. That God is God has a plan. Yeah, he has to start somewhere. He's starting from Jerusalem. But that's not where he's going to stay. Hallelujah. <laughs> no, that's not where he's going to stay. Oh God, I give you praise. Hallelujah. Because he has the world on his heart. He wants the world saved. He wants to start a ministry in Ethiopia. And he wants somebody who's sensitive enough to he listen to him. Amen. He wants somebody to perceive what he's doing. Mm -hmm. Glory be to God. But we cannot be clouded with our thinking our own way. Oh God, we give you praise. Mm -hmm. So on his way back to Jerusalem, he's talking and he just cannot believe it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and, 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 and you say, 
You say, Pastor, how do you think Peter had race issues? In Acts chapter 10. That's after Acts chapter 8, isn't that, isn't it? In Acts chapter 10, God has... Cornelius is on his way. A Gentile is on his way. And God had to give Peter a vision. A shit came down from heaven. The man still hasn't changed. Why that broke my heart. A man who opened his hands and his shadow fell on people. Oh, Kabasata. I'm telling you the need for transformation. <laughs> oh God, we give you praise. Gentile, Cornelius. I, I, you know I love God. He's going after influential people. You know why? Everybody matters to God. You know that. But he knows if you have influence, you can influence others. So when you get saved, you can reach down and save everybody. And so God is strategic. He's using leaders. He's going after leaders. Uh-huh. Like us. Don't you count yourself out. You have your own world. Mm -hmm. You're a leader where you are. Amen. Are you getting what I'm saying? Praise the Lord. Yeah, you're a leader. You're a leader. You're a leader. Everybody you put, every head you put your hands into. You're a leader. Say broke, I claim you for the Lord. Rababa. Any, any, any. Amen, amen, glory be. Yes, yes, you'd be surprised. So he's going after Cornelius. Uh-huh, he's going after the Ethiopian eunuch. Because these are people, and this is the man who started the move in Ethiopia. The church thriving today because of this man. So, 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 Peter went back. And Philip said, not me. <laughs> Philip, Philip said, uh-uh. I'm not going back there. You all can go, but I see what God is doing. I'm going to stay with God. There is a move going on here. Amen. I want to be part of the move of God. There is revival going on. I want to be smack dab in the center of God's revival. You know, that's my prayer every day, Elder John. Elder John, that God, don't keep me. Don't keep me away from what's happening now. I want to be smack dab in the center of the revival. The people you're raising up. Amen. In this last day, the remnant few that you are preparing for the infant. Don't let me miss it, Lord, because I've missed it too many times. We're in the last days. Yeah, I want my life to come for something. Oh, glory be to Jesus. I want to be on the forefront. Hallelujah. Just a glove in the hands of God. Just a glove. Yeah, I said, God, I don't need to be a hammer or a knife. Just make me a glove. It just fit into me. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's all I need. Hallelujah. Isn't God a wonderful God? Hallelujah. Can you say praise the Lord? Hallelujah. Say thank God for using me in these last days. Yeah, yeah, say it all the time. Say it all the time. That's why I say I thank God. I'm not, go I'm not saying I'm going to thank God. No, I'm already thanking God. Amen. I'm not talking like I'm going to. No, the devil is a liar. In my heart, this is a done deal. I thank God for how he's using me in these last days. Hallelujah. You say it'll happen. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. 
Since God has people on heart whom he once saved. And you he needs people like you and I who are ready. Uh-huh. People like Philip who sense God. Who sense what God is doing. You hear me. You hear me, brothers and sisters. On Wednesday night, do you still have do you still have the exhibit of yeah, the throne? I want to show you something. I want to show you what drives me. Well, part of yeah. In in the final analysis, after all is said and done, are you with me? After all, did you hear I say after all is said and done? Yeah, yeah. After all is said, after we spend everything, after we go to all the parties, we go to all the meetings, amen. We go to uh, after all is said and done, you and I have to end up right at the great at, at the judgment seat of God by yourself. And you're going to tell God how we use your time. The time you're using to do everything else. But the things of God. When you kneel here, one thing will be going through your mind. I remember what pastor said to me. I should use my time to promote the cause of God. With all, the, with all what we are pursuing. All the money we're after. There's nothing wrong with money. Because the Bible says money answers all things. There's nothing wrong with it. Are you with me? But that drive at the expense of doing what God has placed on your heart. And you can feel that. You know it. You're going to kneel here. And you're going to say, why didn't I? That's what drives me every day. One day I'm going to meet Jesus face to face and give an account for how I use my time to promote the cause of God. Use my time, my money, and my energy to promote the cause of God because that's what's going to matter. Beloved, that's what's going to matter. All roads are not leading to Mississippi. All roads are leading to the, to the judgment seat. I don't know why Mississippi came in my mind. <laughs> Are you with me, saints? That's where we're all going to end up, right here. And I, I want to thank you so much for having that image, that exhibit, because I want that etched in, on the canvas of your memory. That's what's going to happen. I need to spend my time, so I cannot spend too much time with you, sir. Group, I'll see you later. Are you getting what I'm saying? This will get you to be very selective in what you do. How much time you spend where you are because you got to get yourself ready to be used by God. Are you with me, saints? Ready to be used by God. And don't you try to rush out there before time. There is a phrase I forgot. It's one of my distant mentors. He said to me, he said to me, oh, he said to me, uh, Oh God, help me, help me. I'm getting it, I'm getting it together. He said, there is no way you can travel from within and stand still from without. <laughs> he said, there is no way you can travel from within and stand still from without. You know why we are standing still from without? We haven't traveled from within. You say, what is traveling from within? The investment you're supposed to make in yourself. The investment of studying God's word. Memorizing God's word. Getting ready to be like Jesus. Renewing the mind. Because God has to honor his word. And, uh, 
<laughs> we said, no word, no power. That's what. There is an investment in the word that's required. So you and I may be asked, you know, that's what God said to me 15 years ago. I sat on a step crying and said, everybody's moving forward. Except me. And God said, have you done any investment? Have you? My God is good, yo. and your no no your influence over his word god has one concern and that's about his word i'm going to say it. i hate to say it you know but i have to say because the pastor said it 25 30 years ago i was in a congregation and i i said man i took offense when he said it you know i'm going to say it i'm just preparing you and he said he was talking about the investment of God's word and he said I guarantee you he said how many years you've been a Christian 10 15 20 and people start saying 25 30 and glory everybody's clapping then he said if I ask you to give me 10 scripture verses book chapter and verse everybody starts sitting down yeah yeah and he said that is what then that's he said that's what I'm talking about then he said what, what God is going to use God uses his word that's what the power. God's word is power. That's what the Bible says in Ephesians 3.20. Ephesians 3.20 says now, Now unto him who is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all, you may ask a thing according to the? God's word according to the word. You have been you. It's got to be working. It's got to be what? Working. It's got to be what? Working. That's why God was able to use Philip the way he used Philip. Uh, we, I don't have time to go through it, but God told Philip, the angel said to Philip, there is a eunuch just left Jerusalem. The man is, the man is, he's pure towards God. He wants to be used by God. His leaders went back, but because he has God's agenda in mind, he stayed behind. Can you imagine if they all had left? Ah, God, I give you praise. And he said, you all can go back, but I'm staying here. And God said, Philip, Philip, Philip. They call him Phil. He said, Phil. I'm just joking. Can, can you go to verse 27? I promise you. I'm getting tired, so I'm going to stop. Amen. And is it verse 26 or verse 20? Verse 26. Verse 26 says, And the angel of the Lord, as soon as they went back, God moved, next chapter. And the angel of the Lord spoke unto Philip, saying, Arise and go toward the south unto the way that goeth down from Jerusalem unto Gaza, which is desert. He's saying, This is a desert road. Ain't nothing happening there. Yeah. Let's look at Philip's response. Verse 27. Verse, and he arose. Philip didn't say, Lord, ain't nothing happening over there. Well, why do you want to send me over there? You know how we are sometimes. <laughs> you see, during that time, on that particular road, at the time God asked him to go there, the sun was so hot, nobody used to be there. He knew that. He knew nobody was there during that time. That's the time the sun was the hottest. And he could have said, Lord, why do you want to... Are you sure? You know how we are. We ask God. The man just said, yes, Lord. 
He just arose and went with the program. Mm -hmm. But that's who I want to be. Mr. Bouchon, that's who I want to be. <laughs> just arise and say, yes, Lord. And he said, I need you to go. The angel of the Lord spoke to him and said, and he arose and went and behold, a man of Ethiopia. Now what's happening here, we'll discuss it later. What's happening here, I want you to see how the process of witnessing unfolds. That's the next chapter, the power of being led by God. Because I think 1 Corinthians chapter, uh, is, it, is it 3 verse 6? It says, Paul said, Paul said, I planted, Apollos watered, but God get, the, God get the increase. Yeah, I have planted, Apollos watered, but who gets the increase? You see, the, the increase is on God's mind. An Ethiopian is passing by and God wants to increase. And he needs a man or a woman who will work with him. Who's soft. And, have, and don't waste time having to ask questions. Because he recognized God is Lord over all. If he says stand, stand. Sit, sit. Because he has our best interest in mind. So don't you be questioning a thing. Wow. I said, Philip, wow. A eunuch of great authority. Of what? That's a heavy hitter. Mm -hmm. One who has influence. God is after him. Because somebody has planted the seed. It's been watered. And now they increase. God cannot. He was ripe. And God needed him. God needed somebody. God could not send an angel. Because it's not. Is it Hebrews 1.14 that says that angels are ministering spirits? Is it Hebrews 1.14? What it says? Amen. Send forth to minister unto those of us who are. Are they not all ministering spirits? Angels? Send forth to minister from, for them who are. Yes, they are not sent to minister salvation. They are sent to us. They are sent for our help. Amen. They are sent to minister to us who are. Yes. Anybody here is an heir of salvation? Yeah, yeah, an heir of salvation. Yes, yes, yes. That's your inheritance. Salvation is a package. Uh huh. God did not send an angel. That's not the responsibility. Oh, after the church is raptured, angels will be preaching. Yeah, they'll be preaching from heaven, and folk will still not get saved. <laughs> You got three angels from heaven shouting, do not take the mark of the beast. Do not take. And folks in line going for the mark of the beast. Read Revelation. I tell you something. Since will, will you pray that, you, that, that we all be like Philip? So God can use us in these last days. Just to hear God's word. And move forward. When you get up in the morning. When I get up every morning. I say God there may be somebody out there. Somebody out there. The seed has been planted. The seed has been watered. And all you need is the increase. Can you use me to bring the increase? And if you can use me to bring the increase. Can you use me to plant something? Or use me to water something that's planted? Since we have to be intentional about it. That's all I'm saying. Amen. We've got to be intentional about God's program. Because if you and I are not intentional, our projects in life will keep us weighed down. Are you with me? 
Let me see. Our what? Our projects in life will keep us what? Weighted down. Mm-hmm. You and I, we got, we got to be very careful. Praise the Lord. And so the Bible says, a eunuch of great authority on the Candice, Queen of Ethiopians, who had the charge of all her treasure. Mm? The man is the CPA. All her treasure, give the accounting for all her wealth. And had come to Jerusalem for to worship. He was a proselyte. Right? He was a, he was a Gentile converted Jew. Gentile converted to Judaism. Mm -hmm. And he came to for worship. Was returning and sitting in his chariot reading the book of Isaiah. Wow! Reading Isaiah the prophet. Unsaved. The Bible says the man is dead in trespasses and sins. He needs quickening, but God is looking for a human being who's saved to explain to him what he's reading. The importance of knowing the scripture. Knowing the word. Knowing the word. Yes, yes. If Philip didn't know the word, he would not be able to explain anything to the eunuch. I cannot get into the depth of it, but I promise you next week, we'll look more at it. But again, what you're seeing here is the unfolding of the process of witnessing. Very powerful, led by God. Our response to it. And how God takes you through. And then uh, reposition you for use again. Hey. We, we give you glory. We give you honor for your word. I don't want to miss what God is doing in these last days. Because he's doing. Amen. He's doing, brothers and sisters. He is doing. And so we don't want to miss what God is doing. Amen? Amen? Glory be to God. Can you say, Father, count me in? Amen. Yeah, yeah, count me in. Count me in, God. Lord, you hear us this morning. Count me in. You know, this is what God said to me to tell you. I was preparing this sermon late last evening. And while I, typically when I, pre I, when I prepare the sermon, I go away from it and look at it from a distance. <laughs> it's just a habit. Trying to wrap it around my mind. And the Lord said to me to tell my people, there are multiple opportunities. That's going to open up for them to be used. Amen? Yes, Don't do like Peter. Amen? Don't do like the Apostle Peter and walk away from these opportunities. Ask God to open up your eyes and show you how you can be used by God in his kingdom. Amen? To promote his cause. Even in this church, in this church we need a lot of help. Amen. Let me say that again. In this church we do what? We need a lot of help. Let me say it again. In this church, we what? We need a lot of help. But there is one caveat. You don't give help the way you want, when you want, how you want. Praise the Lord. Amen. There is protocol to give help. Are you getting what I'm saying? Can you say everywhere has protocols? Yeah. <laughs> she said order. <laughs> Thanks. Are you getting what I'm saying? Peter left. Mm, Peter didn't sense anything. Philip stayed, and all Philip had was a yes, Lord. But that's all I have now. Uh, yes, Lord. That's all I have is a yes, Lord. Father, we give you praise. Look out for these opportunities. Look out for these opportunities, saints. Amen, because they're going to come. Be ready. Please take time to meditate on the Word and let it sink into your heart and soul and mind today.
knowing that the Christian who meditates on the word will be like a tree planted by the water, bringing forth fruit in its season and prospering in all that he does. But what if you aren't a Christian today? What if you don't know if you're bound for heaven as a forgiven child of God? If that's you, then let's take care of it right now if you're ready. Do you believe that Jesus died for your sins? Are you ready to be forgiven of your sins and washed clean and made new? Are you ready to begin your new life in Christ? Then turn to God right now and say, Lord, I love you. I need you. I repent of my sins. Lord, please forgive me and wash me clean. I receive your forgiveness right now as I put my faith in Jesus as my Savior. God, please lead me and teach me and show me how to live from now on. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. And if you're looking for a good church family, you'll be welcomed with open arms at Imitators of God Ministries, Colossal Vivacious Church in Tallahassee, located at 4750 Capital Circle Southeast near Tram Road. Sunday school begins for all ages at 10 a.m. and the morning service begins at 11 and the Wednesday evening service begins at 7. This is a life-giving, multicultural, multi-generational church where people of all races, backgrounds, and walks of life come together to worship, to be inspired in their love for God, to develop relationships, and to be empowered to live out God's purpose for their lives. Find more information on their website, imitatorsofgodministries.com, or call the church, 850 408 8496.